Hey guys, I'm back. Look, this is the review for The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, Reunion Part 1. And I'm going to say, you know, I, I heard some things about the reunion before I had a chance to watch it, but I always say, let me take a look at some things and get more of my own perspective, okay? Now, it started out with, you know, Lisa Renner goes over to Erica's um, place and, you know, they're talking about what's probably going to happen at the reunion, which is a different take on things. We never see you know, any, you know, we don't see the ladies talking at each other's homes before the reunion. This is the first time we're seeing um, someone, you know, we see Erica's like, oh, I know they're going to be coming for me and I know what's going to be said and all this. So she's like, you know what? I'm going, I'm ready, I'm prepared. You know, it's all good. So then we see Andy Cohen. He has, you know, goes around, talks to the different ladies about, how they feel about things. Erica, of course, is like, look, you know, I know whatever, I'll have to deal with it. Garcelle was like, I know some people are going to be coming after me. That'll be Lisa Renna and Dorit, which is correct. They did. Um, I think Kyle was just like, you know, hey, I've been down this road before. I, I, you know, it, this is going to be tough. And this is her 11th reunion. I forgot that she's been on there 11 seasons. That's pretty interesting. So, we, you know, we get Andy letting Erica know, he was like, look, I'm not going to be easy on you. I am coming for you and, you know, and it's going to be tough. And she was like, yeah, I know. Let's bring it. So then he asked her, he was like, well, how did you sleep last night? She's like, uh, I slept well. How was I supposed to sleep? You know, I'm like, Andy, <laughs> I don't know if Andy was trying to shake Erica or not, but it was kind of like, okay, and, and, you know, he did, you know, he was asking a little bit about, um, you know, just in general about general, general responses about what's been going on and how things have been, you know, every day there's something new. Did you ever, did your attorneys tell you or advise you not to come on the show? And this is something that I brought up, like, why would you come on the show given the situation? And Eric was like, yeah, they told me not to. And I felt like I needed to be on the show. I need to, I didn't do anything wrong. So I feel as though I need to just come on in and just deal with things the best that I can. I'm going to be as honest as I can. I'm going to tell you what I can tell you and what I can't say. I just, you know, just say I can't say. Erica used the word alleged quite a bit. I know attorneys reiterated that. And he had asked Erica if, you know, she ever thought about quitting. And she said she did, but she had an obligation. She's not a quitter. Erica's trying to give, I am strong. I am innocent. I am going to defend myself against those who don't believe me. I'm going to rise above the fray, all that stuff. And I, you know, on the one hand, I can understand that because if you're not guilty, then why are you running? You know, why would you run and hide? So I'm going to say, I understand that. What we will find out eventually, I guess, in these, it's a four-part reunion. Okay. That's the first. For any of these house, but I think it's the first. It's the, the entire not feeling as she's trolling her fans she's trolling fans of the show um constantly back and forth on social media it's the entire like i'm going to continue to live my life and i just 
I, I'm just here. I'm going to be me. I don't care what you think. And that is the attitude that's kind of not settling well with a lot of people. I used to like Erica Giraldi or Erica Jane, whatever. I used to think she was, she was fun. She was um, uh, told like it is kind of person. No holes barred. I kind of enjoyed that. Her as an entertainer, Erica uh, Jane, eh, <laughs> it wasn't. But, you know, she's doing her thing, living out her dream of a, a, a woman of a particular age, living a dream. I didn't really, you know, like, that's fine. Do you do. But as far as this situation, it does shine a different light. And I know they're going to talk about this a little bit more uh, later on. So we then talk a little bit. We got off of Eric for a second and we talked about Sutton. And, you know, Andy was like, you know, you've been viewed as being very sensitive. And, you know, they talked, showed her with the little roller thing on her face. And, um, you know, and, and Sutton was like, you know, hey, um, I know I'm very sensitive, but at the same time, I am also a strong person, but I don't like it when people mistreat me and who, who wouldn't? So they, you know, they, I think with Sutton, I think, I don't know, it's going to be interesting to see how she stands up to Erica because in this, in this reunion, because on the show we saw Sutton didn't really, she didn't stand up to Erica very much. It was very hard to watch her being now that was bullying which we will talk about in a few seconds about this whole bullying situation uh we find out that uh son who was dating a guy named michael broke up with her valentine's day weekend and the reasoning was because lisa was like why did he do so and and she was like he said i just can't take it i'm like wow that was i thought that was pretty sad to wait till valentine's day weekend to say i just can't take it anymore i'm like what is it that you can't take like what was the issue not that she really needed to say anything but i'm like okay she had sudden has finally moved into her home that she's been you know thank goodness for that but there was a fire in, in, in um, Kyle's house. You know, she was staying at Kyle's, one of her um, homes. And there was a major fire that they had, like the whole uh, where the fireplace is, that was all burnt up. Like, girl, what happened? And she said, I don't know. It wasn't my, not my fault. Like, yeah, you were the tenant. You were renting out Kyle's home. And there was a major fire. You are at fault, girl. And even though they didn't make a big deal out of it, it was kind of like, uh, that's a big, big, major, I don't know. But Sutton said, you know, I'm going to pay for it. But yeah, of course you are. Like, Because Kyle had it on the market, but they should take it off the market because of, they got to do clean up the damages that was done. Um, so then we talk a little bit. Um, now we get to Dorit um, and Garcelle and Rena and Garcelle. Oh, I've, I'm sorry. We do mention... You know, Sutton shading, um, being a little shady towards Lisa Renner's daughters. I think a question came up about, you know, something came up about, you know, when Sutton said that she doesn't believe that her daughter would hang out with, you know, Lisa Renner's daughters. Lisa Renner's daughters are a little, you know, as Sutton tried to frame it, you know, they just were raised differently. <laughs> and, you know, they live their lives a very different manner than from my daughter. So basically, Renna's daughters are wild. They out there, they sleeping around and all of that. Because one of the girls used to date Scott Disick. You know, Sutton's daughter is not quite that way. She's a little bit more reserved. And, you know, that's where she was going with it. Lisa Renna took issue. 
as of course she would. She didn't like that shade to her daughters. Here's the thing about shade. Real shade is rooted in truth, okay? When someone is throwing shade, real shade hits hard because it's actually rooted in something that is truthful. Someone just saying, oh, I don't like her, oh, she's mean, that's not really being shady. It, it is, but it isn't. It's not going to hit you that hard unless it's really true. But when you get specific, like in that situation, yeah, at least Renum's in her feelings. So now we get to Dorit and Garcelle. And, Gar you know, Dorit has, been called, has called Garcelle a bully on the show and got a lot of backlash for that. So then Dorit goes, well, I know bully wasn't the best word. So I'm just going to say that she was uh, provoked provocatively engaging or I forgot what it was, some provocative something. Basically, she was still calling her a bully. She just tried to fancy it up. See, the thing about it is stand in your truth. Don't try to fancy up things and make it sound pretty when you're really being mean or you're really being ugly or you're really being negative. That's not the way to, that's not the way to do. You know, um, the big issue is that Garcelle would say things in the confessional and not bring it to Dorit's face. And that's what Dorit's whole issue with Garcelle, as well as Lisa Renner. Um, both of them had issues with Garcelle being very passive aggressive. I didn't like Dorit yelling. Now that part, I think she should have been called out and told about herself for doing that. But Garcelle didn't do it. Now had it been me, I'd have let her know, hold on now. You can go ahead and make your point, but you ain't gonna disrespect me with all that yelling. That is not what we doing. Tone your voice down, get yourself together. That's what she should have said, but she didn't do that. She tried to keep it cute. So Crystal kind of chimes in and says the same thing that uh, she was a little put off with the whole Garcelle saying in the confessional about she didn't know who Crystal was. Because this whole thing about that was stemming from when uh, I think it was the dinner that Kathy had with uh, the Crystal and I think Erica and I believe Dorit was there and probably Kyle. Um, and that whole thing about when Sutton was saying how she has to be careful about her image and her position in society and all of that. And, you know, Kathy was like, well, I didn't really even know who Sutton was. And uh, um, Garcelle was sitting there like, why are they saying these terrible things about Sutton when they know I am a friend of Sutton's? And then she said, as far as Crystal is concerned, I didn't know who she was. I knew her husband, but not her. So Crystal took offense. Crystal was like, that was very passive aggressive. That was real shady. So the whole argument is Garcelle being passive aggressive. She's saying things in the confessionals and she's not bringing it to the forefront. Or in Darcelle, not just or, but and with Dorit. Dorit says that Darcelle will say little things. Little things like, um, she feels like she'll throw little darts, but she's not being direct with her. Instead of just, she's nitpicking and she can feel the shade, but it's like, well, what is the issue? And that's what the problem is. Darcelle is not being forthcoming with her, with the way that she's feeling towards um, Lisa Renna as well as Dorit. So we get the whole thing about, you know, Dorit talks too much and long-winded 
And she, Dorit even came in and she was like, do you think I talk too much? Are you bored with me? Being real, all this shady and passive aggressiveness. Now they call, I am not a fan of passive aggressive behavior. Let me just make that very clear. I am not a fan of anyone being passive aggressive. Just come on out and say what you got to say. So that moves me over to Lisa Renna because what I gathered is that Lisa Renna didn't understand why Garcelle was not being cool with her all season. And I'm going to say this, Garcelle was still pissed off about the way Lisa treated Denise. Now, Lisa Renna tried to bring it up and well, not tried. She brought it up and said, you know, are you still angry with me about the whole thing with Denise? Now, Garcelle's going to say, oh, no, I let that go. It's gone. But yet at the end of the season finale, Garcelle turns around and says to Lisa, I would like it if you would contact Denise. I was feeling like, first of all, why? Secondly, that just seemed odd. And to me, I think Garcelle held on to that all season and she was not trying to see it for uh, Renna. Renna was like, what is the real deal here? I don't understand what's going on. You claim that it's nothing about Denise. So then what really is? And that's what I felt like Garcelle wasn't being 100% truthful in this situation. You feel some kind of way and you're treating people in a negative manner because you're not going to be honest with them and let them know 100% where you are. Then we get from Garcelle this whole situation that she won't name who it was. She, she says that... Um, that, that someone mentioned to her that Lisa Rinna did not want to talk about race because it's not that type of show. And that really pissed Garcelle off. We never heard that on the show. Lisa Rinna was like, why didn't you come to me and let me know you had a problem with something that I said? And I agree with Lisa Rinna. So I think Garcelle threw that part out there that reinforced, again, she don't trust Rinna. And she don't. She don't trust Renna. Um, um, I I can understand the not trusting her, but I do agree with Renna yet again. You need to be upfront and honest. You your behavior and your words are not adding. They're not matching. So we go through this back and forth. Finally, Renna was like, can we try to patch these up really truthfully? Can we really try to move forward? Even though I know you don't trust me right now, Garcelle claims that, you know, that's cool. You know, um, we can try to patch things up. I'm like, oh, okay. We're going to see. I, I I don't see that working out. I, I just feel as though Garcelle just not going to see it for Renna. But, you know, that was a feel-good moment. That was a feel-good moment. Um, then we finally get, uh, who was it? Kathy Renner. Kathy, Ren Kathy Hilton comes out. She sits next to Kyle. And they, you know, Andy was like, did you? Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot one more other thing about this whole situation. Um, when Garcelle was on Watch What Happens Live. And Garcelle said, you know, Garcelle said, Denise is thinking about coming back, but you'd have to get rid of one person. See, that's being passive aggressive. And Andy said, the, it's the initials LR. She was like, yeah. So, of course, Renna had an issue with that. Renna sent a text. Renna, another example of her being passive aggressive. Um, I don't believe that. Garcelle is cool with Renna. I don't. 
I really don't. And that Denise thing really just, I, I just don't see it, you know. But I do wish that Garcelle would be more forthcoming and be more direct when she's feeling some kind of way or she's in her feelings. You, she needs to be more direct about expressing it. That's what I think. So like now we can get to Kathy and it's not much to say about Kathy. She says she got some, she brings out a notepad or some balled up pieces of paper, whatever. She took notes about what she's going to say. Andy asked Kathy, does she recognize the setup? Because they got the stage. The stage is set up pretty much like her backyard. And at first she didn't know that she kept looking. She's like, oh, like my house. She's like, oh, okay. And then um, really that's, we talk a little bit about, you know, um, Kyle being on Halloween. She's reprising her role 40 something years later. And they kind of, they did show a commercial with that. Kyle talks about the nose. Uh, you know, she got a nose job. Well, she had broke her nose on the set of Halloween. And she said she was happy about breaking her nose because she wanted to get some work done anyway. So we talked about that. It, it didn't, you know, and then we get to back to Erica. And why Erica, you know, has Erica been faithful to Tom? Because we find out, you know, that Tom has been unfaithful. And Andy wants to know, has Erica been faithful to Tom? And we don't, of course, you know, I don't know if there was, that she delayed an answer, but we all know the answer to that. And I don't believe, I honestly do not believe that Erica was faithful to Tom for all these, what, 20-something years? Mm -mm. I don't believe it. I really believe they had their little arrangement. I believe that they got married. They had an arrangement. Um, and, you know, Erica was to be the arm candy for Tom for his different, you know, lawyer events. He funded her career and all that good stuff. Now, I know Andy asks about why didn't she just leave Tom? You know, if this this if he's doing this cheating, why don't you just get up and leave? And Eric was like, where was I going? Here's my thinking. You didn't have a prenup. I strongly believe that Erica felt like she, first of all, she got the bag by marrying this high-powered attorney. He's up in age. She figured, hey, he'll die in the next 20 some years and I'll get everything. That was the plan. It's a different situation now that we're looking at things. <laughs> things is not the same. And we even talked about how Tom didn't go to see um, her in Chicago and what else? He didn't read the book that she wrote and Tom is all through the book. Tom ain't never been in love with Erica at all. It was an arrangement. Everybody can see that, but we're not seeing that, right? So it looks like we're going to talk a little bit about Erica in all four of the episodes. I'm very surprised at this because I didn't think part one was going to be all that interesting, but it really was interesting. And I think we're just going to gradually, you know, just each each episode we will, each part of the reunion, we're going to talk a little bit more about Erica and her situation. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. And we also found out that Erica ain't talking to Kyle. We knew Erica watched the show. She know who's been talking about her. Okay. <laughs> Kyle acting brand new. But like I said, that's my, those are my talking points. 
uh, for the part one. I, I actually liked it. And I'm looking forward to part two. Peace.